The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This program contains explicit content and subject matter which may be unsuitable for some listeners. Discretion is advised. Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everybody. I'm Carol. And I'm David. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, And always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the sexy lifestyle is all about. Today, we get talking about sexual compatibility with our guest, the award-winning speaker, Dr. Jess O'Reilly. She was even on TED Talks. Yeah, that was a very good monogamish talk on TED Talks. It was. So, does your partner know how often you want to have sex? Is it every day, every week? Are you sharing your sexual fantasies about toys, new positions, new places, being naughty? On today's show, we get into the tips and tricks of how you can get in sync sexually and spice up your sex life. And remember, it's never too late to start again. On last week's show, we had fun with the superheroes of sex ed, Sunny Megatron and her husband Ken, discussing Fifty Shades Darker and the real world of the BDSM lifestyle. Boy, did they tell us about the real world. Wow, we learned so much. <laughs> and right in line with our BDSM theme, Kink by Doc Johnson provided us with a combo kit of items to give away to our listeners. So we're so excited to announce that Mike and Nancy from West Virginia are the lucky winners Congratulations, this week. guys. Yay. We love giving stuff away. And this week, we have two very special prizes to give away. So stay tuned until the end of the show, and we'll give you all the details during our Great Sex Matters segment. And we promise both prizes will definitely help you spice up your sex life. So today's show, Have It Your Way, is all about sexual compatibility and finding balance in your sex life. Mm. Every couple has to figure out what works for them in terms of sexual desire and how to fulfill each other's sexual needs. Sexual needs are so important. And no matter what works for you, it's okay as long as you both agree and everything is consensual. Whether you're completely vanilla or extremely kinky, Hmm. like Sonny and Ken were last (laughs) week, whether you have sex daily, weekly, or monthly, in the missionary position, or every Kama Sutra position in the book. I think we haven't got to the end of the book yet, have we? <laughs> Not Hannah? quite. As long as it works for you, just go for it. Hold the peppers, hold the lettuce, special orders don't upset us. All we ask is that you let us serve it your way. Have, have it, it your, your way. way. <laughs> All right, I'll have a Whopper. No onions, please. <laughs> so, you know, the real question that we're talking about today is what happens when you don't agree, and yeah. you're not sexually compatible. What happens when you um, are sexually, your sexual desires are completely different? Yeah, and you know, in, in relationships, people are different. 
and people have different needs and wants. Um, and, you know, there's libidos, there's sexual desire. Well, there's a sliding scale, like from zero to 60. Some mm-hmm. people want none and some people want it all. And some people want the quality mm-hmm. or some people want the quantity. Yeah, because five times a day or once a month, some people say five times a day is great and other people say once a month is great. Yeah, and some people, you know, want it once a week and being romanced and all the passionate lights and candles and everything and they save it and they want a nice long evening and they build up and they have this amazing orgasm which is just sometimes better than having it every day and not to say that quickies are a bad thing no exactly but everyone's different oh but you remember that visual that we saw that time that really had a a good representation of the different levels of sexual desire i do for him and for her remember Mm -hmm. it was that clothesline mm-hmm. and on it was women's underwear well and men's underwear too but on one side like on the left side we start with the granny panties <laughs> yeah, I and remember. then those high waisters and then the low riders oh, the thongs and then the bikinis and then the thong and then the micro bikinis mm-hmm. so you imagine from the granny panties all the way through the different types of panties all the way down to the micro bikini thong well, and for him too, right? right? There was the boxer shorts, the trunks, the briefs, the bikinis, the G-strings. All the way down from boxer shorts all the way down to the G-string. It shows you the difference in sexual desire. You can imagine it, right? It's I a can, great but where visual. would I fit on that line? You know, I go commando. <laughs> You're off the charts, Another David. discussion? Okay. <laughs> but when you look at couples that are compatible and you have the G-string and the micro bikini, You understand they're probably happy together. They are, for sure. And then you have your boxer shorts and your granny panties, and they're probably happy together. Mm -hmm. But what happens when you have the boxer shorts and the micro bikini thong? What happens then? Well, uh, you know, the, the, the point there is that those people need to start talking about how they can find a happy medium to go somewhere from the granny panties to the g-string that works for both of them exactly that's when communication is like super super important because it's so important we know to talk about sex but especially if your sexual desire levels are different absolutely and we know and we've spoken about it that relationships need to have a good sex life Sex is so important to have a great relationship. And sexual compatibility is critical to that great sex life. And you have to be on the same page. Yeah, for sure. Your sexual same page, absolutely. But remember when we first got together. I do. It was an amazing (laughs) blowjob. Honey, those first two years where we had all of that crazy monkey sex going on, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we we weren't even into swinging. No, it was nothing to do with swinging. We knew nothing about swinging. We learned about that years later. Yeah, but we had tons of great sex in those first couple of years and we were trying all sorts of new things and all sorts of new positions. We knew that we were trying to make up for some crappy sex life we had in our previous marriages. Yeah, no sex in our previous (laughs) marriages. And the crazy things that we we did were so exciting and exhilarating. And then, you know, we spoke about them and we replayed them again and again. But, you know, what was that most important thing that we made a pact to each other? Yeah, we absolutely, we decided right from the beginning, no secrets, no lies, and not even half-truths. We laid it out plain and simple the good the bad and everything else in and between. we still we still live that yes, way absolutely everything is on the table so honesty is absolutely critical yeah because we learned from our mistakes in our last marriages where we weren't always honest with right. our other partners. we're just trying to please instead of really trying to say the truth yeah but we actually made a conscious decision that we were going to make this sexual relationship work right and it's made our our 
relationship overall, absolutely Fan- fantastic. Fantastic. And you know what? We were not exactly compatible when we first got together. We Even weren't. though we were having that crazy sex, we had to manipulate and do stuff and figure it out. I mean, just the, like- first, the first thing you, you, we, we found out was... I had shaved and you hadn't. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. right. How ironic is that? Well, it didn't take long until I got rid of those pubes too, right? right? <laughs> that's very funny. I kind of forgot about but that you, part. But you know, in our, in our show, we spoke about giving and receiving. Who likes it more? Well, when we first got together... In the oral sex you're talking our, about. Our, our, uh, um, Eat Fresh show, oh, yes. which was all about oral sex. Um, you know, when we first got together... You weren't very comfortable with me going down on you, and you weren't able to have an orgasm that way. Yeah, you know, because I wasn't used to having somebody as good as you going down on me and actually orgasming. And so I kind of, it took too long, and I kind of got a little bit impatient, and I gave up on it. And you it. were used to doing it yourself. Yeah, exactly. But you know how I much I loved going down on you. Yeah, and, and you do it so well. Well, so I spent my time going down on you, and then I was a little bit... Not so comfortable with you going down on me. But then we spoke about it and you told me a little bit how you did it yourself and we worked through it and we tried it in different places and different situations and then all of a sudden, you're a squirter now. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) The evolution of it all. Yeah. Well, actually, I had to kind of relearn my whole body. Right. And with your help and all the discussions that we had... We actually figured it out pretty good. Yeah, I think. and those crocodile rolls you do now, holy fuck, they're amazing. Yeah, and, and get you in on it, right? Yeah, and <laughs> even today, every time we have sex, whether it be just the two of us or in a swing situation, we always replay what we did, what we liked, and what we can do different next time. Yeah, because we always want to do something better next time, if we can, that's for sure. But that, those first few years when we were learning each other and how it worked, that took some time. It took work to become compatible and our sexual needs and our sexual desires. So we actually had to figure it out. For sure. And in every new relationship, you go through that honeymoon phase where everything is just new and lusty and you can't keep your hands off each other. Yeah, those first few years. Sometimes it lasts six months to 18 months. But I know for sure that that was just awesome. It was. And then as you get over that honeymoon phase, you know, you explain it best that that desire goes from down here. <laughs> from below the waist to, to above, above the, the waist. waist where the is, heart and the head, right? You got it. You say I, deserve, I say it well, but you actually understand uh, we're it. We're getting That's there. Very yes. Cool. Yes. Yeah. And then we started doing things differently. We adapted our sexual activities. Yeah, we I wanted mean, to keep it super spicy just the same because we did not want to get into that stale sex rut. So we started doing different things and we started being naughty a little bit outside the house. We did. You know, we, we have sex in public. But what we also do is we bought some books and we like you'll hear all about Dr. Jess's book a little bit later. But there's always new positions to keep it spicy and sexy and different yes, tricks to do techniques. things. New techniques. New techniques. Exactly. We're always learning new things and remember we went to topless beaches and naked beaches naked beaches well, I'm saying we the, the transition as we went there and that's when we were in a position to fall into the swing lifestyle yep because we were so strong and great in our and open-minded yeah that then we started using the swinging lifestyle to keep our sex life spicy. Right. And we learned more about each other's needs and desires, you know, playing with other couples. And the goal of of everything that we do is making sure that we're happy with our sexual activities, whatever we do. Yeah. And we always want to make our, our couples stronger all the time. And it's so important for couples to communicate openly and honestly 
without judgment because you want to be able to share your fantasies with your partner. You don't want your partner judging. At least hear them out, right? For and sure. And you get that clothesline from the micro bikini all the way to the boxers and somehow you have to gradually wiggle your way towards the middle and find that middle ground that's compatible for both of you. Yeah, that communication is so important. But we didn't we didn't want well we want to just reiterate that we're not suggesting that everybody jumps into the swing lifestyle. We're just sharing that that's what works for us because yeah. have it your way means that whatever works for you is okay as long as you agree. And just do it. And just do it. The sexy lifestyle is all about whatever makes you and your couple happy, healthy, and horny. Well, right now, it's time to, for us to take a short break. And we've been talking about sexual compatibility. But do you believe in sexual destiny? Just hang on and hear what Dr. Jess O'Reilly has to say about this and a whole lot more right after this. So don't go away. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. What makes a great leader? Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Tune in every week for Sex Out Loud. Host Tristan Taramino will discuss everything from sexual pleasure to sexual politics. Get an insider's perspective from leaders in the adult film industry, the LGBT community, and the sex-positive world. From kink to non-monogamy, nothing is off-limits. Plus, you can call in to join the conversation. Sex Out Loud airs every Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Call us at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com. And we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. Welcome back, everyone. We are Carol and David, and we're talking all about different ways couples can spice up their sex life. On the line, we have Dr. Jess O'Reilly from Sex with Dr. Jess. Dr. Jess is a Toronto-based sexologist, television personality, and award-winning speaker. She has worked with thousands of couples from all over the world to transform their relationships. 
Dr. Jess is also an accomplished uh, author with three best-selling titles. Her latest, The New Sex Bible, has received rave reviews from professionals and clients alike. And her first book, Hot Sex Tips, Tricks and Licks, is on its fourth print. Look for her monthly column in Post City or catch her on Tuesday mornings, Global TV's morning show, Wednesdays on 102.1 The Edge, and Saturdays on Playboy TV. Welcome, Dr. Jess. Wow, thanks for being here with us. Hi there, that's a mouthful. Yeah, wow. It was it was great seeing you this past weekend in Montreal at the uh, sex show. Yeah, it's the wildest one that exists, the Montreal Salon de l'Amour. Yeah, we had, we had a great time, a good crowd. I came across some new products, met some new people, definitely um, saw some moves on stage I've never seen before. Yeah, so that we was had a really good time. Pretty impressive. Yeah, Montrealers um, have to be way up there with respect to their appetite for new sexy fun things and a great hockey team. <laughs> <laughs> just those two things, just sex and hockey. Yeah. Right. Well, we saw your uh, your seminars were definitely standing room only. That's right. I know. It's funny how Canadians will fight to to get in line to see a sexologist speak. It's not the same. It's not the same everywhere you go, you know. But Canada is <laughs> yeah. a special place, and Montreal um, is exceptional even within the country. Super, super. So here we're going to get started. We've got a question for you. We've heard you talk about relationships that can uh, that cannot depend on sexual destiny to keep them together. So what advice do you have for couples to keep their relationship spicy and fresh? Okay, so I'm really glad you brought up sexual destiny because there are two types of people in the world, according to these researchers. There's sexual growth people and sexual destiny people. Okay. So sexual growth people accept that a happy relationship and a hot sex life actually requires work. Mm-hmm. Whereas sexual destiny people believe that, oh, I just need to find the right person, and if it's not working, we're not supposed to be together. And the first group, those who believe in sexual growth, are the ones who end up happier in the long run. So the very first step to keeping things hot and keeping things spicy spicy, is acknowledging that you actually have to try. You actually have to put in effort. You have to do things. You have to try new toys, try new positions, Mm -hmm. try it outside of the bedroom or even on the floor next to the bedroom. (laughs) Read a book. Try a new lube. I mean, anything that injects novelty in your life. So the very first step is to accept that, hey, this requires effort. There's nothing wrong with us. And that's a cognitive process which you can absolutely overcome on your own. The second is you need novelty in your lives. You need something new and unpredictable and spontaneous because as hot as your partner may be and as good as the sex may be, if it's predictable, it's just not as exciting. It's kind of like when you have a food and you Mm -hmm. you find this favorite pizza, you keep ordering that pizza, it tastes so good, but then after a couple (laughs) months, you're like, "Eh, I don't Uh think I really like that pizza anymore. Yeah. So it's the routine that kills it is what you're saying. Exactly. You need some sort of unpredictability. And in order to create that and in order to inject novelty, you need to spend time apart. You Mm -hmm. need to ensure that you have your own life separate from your partner so you actually have something to talk about when you come together. And here's the other thing. When you're talking to your partner, don't just talk about your day and your kids and your work. Talk about the big picture dreams that you spoke about on your first, second, third, fourth, fifth 
mistake. Uh-huh. What do you want in your life? You know, my husband asked me the other night, where do you want to go this year? Just because we, you know, we travel a lot, but right. it's usually for work. And just, just, just the kind of fantasizing and the dreaming and the looking forward to, okay, you know, we, we discussed a number of different places, a safari, mm-hmm. going back to the Middle East. Mm-hmm. And just that talk keeps things exciting. Listen, I'm interested in the business, and business fascinates me. But I can only hear so much about it before I'm like, okay, we have a business relationship. We've got to talk about the big picture thing. What do we want to do when we retire? What would you do if someone handed you $100 million today? These fun, dreaming topics are going to inject more passion into your relationship than the day-to-day agenda setting. Yeah, we, we do that all the time. And, you know, some couples who've been together for a long time suddenly realize that they're no longer compatible in bed. So how do you coach couples to work on their sexual compatibility to rekindle that sex life? Great question. You can always become compatible. So almost always. <laughs> compatibility isn't something that you find. It's something that you create. So number one, to develop compatibility, you have to have a conversation. And that conversation is, it entails the three F's. Feelings. Mm-hmm. fantasy, mm-hmm. and frequency. Okay. So frequency is probably the easiest. How mm-hmm. often do you want it? Write it down on a piece of paper, fold it up, your partner does the same, do the big reveal, have a laugh, <laughs> joke about it, talk about it. So if I want it once a week and he wants it five times a week, what do we do about that? What can we do about that? And if I want it every single day, but I don't seem to initiate, what can we do about that? So it's the first simple conversation, and I is think it's frequency. so absurd mm-hmm. that we don't talk about sexual frequency. Okay, good. Number one. Oh, next we have uh, feelings. This is a really tough one, but a very important one. This is your core erotic feeling. How do you need to feel in order to get in the mood for sex? Because some of us need to feel loved. Some of us need to feel sexy and desired. Some of us need to feel challenged. Some of us need to feel like there's some sort of a risk. What is your core erotic feeling? And how can your partner help to cultivate that feeling? And it's funny because having the same core erotic feeling can often make it make you, you know, immediately incompatible. So let's say both Dave and Carol, yeah. you get in the mood for sex yeah. when the other one makes you feel wanted. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. both you sound like you're compatible, but you both want the same thing, uh-huh. and so you can end up at this um, impasse uh-huh. where you're both waiting for the other to act, but all you got to do is talk about it, man. Just talk. Talking about sex is way more important than having the sex. Uh-huh. Okay, very good. So yeah. that leads into your fantasy next. Yeah, so fantasies. Fantasies are so important. If you want to be with the same person for the rest of your life, you are going to have to have fantasy. You are going to need to use your mind. You know, yesterday, uh, the other day I was on global TV talking about the most romantic, the most erotic scenes from Mm -hmm. movies of all times. And one of them, the first one that came to mind was that scene from Ghost. Oh, yeah. And what's interesting about this is that it's all in the mind, Uh right? It's so sensual, but she's imagining it. And the hottest sex is the sex that you have between your ears. So you've got to talk about your fantasies. Now, you're not going to tell your partner every single last detail to begin with, okay? Maybe some of you are there, but most of you, most of us are not. So what you want to do is look for the thematic elements. What are the themes of your fantasies? Are they all out in public? Are they all about exhibitionism? Are they about voyeurism? Is it all about 
somebody's wanting you? Mm-hmm. Is it about the taboo? Is it about the risk? What is the core theme? So you don't have to say, yes, I fantasized about you know, doing it in the office with my secretary. No, it's look at maybe it's, I mean, I, when you get too into detail, it can feel threatening for some people. Right. And again, some people will tell me, no, 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 in a healthy relationship, you tell each other everything. No, you can't tell each other everything. It would be impossible. Listen, most of us can't even really be fully honest with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we work mm-hmm. on it, but we're doing better. Mm-hmm. And that's going to get you 100% because we're human and we're imperfect. Yeah, and, and you know, Carol and I, we, we talk about that. We have fantasies um, all the time that we um, um, discuss. And the coolest part about a fantasy is once you actually do that fantasy, now you got to come up with another one. So that's what keeps it hot and spicy all the time. Well, true, and here's the other piece of that. You don't have to live out every fantasy right. you have. Exactly, I can yes. fantasize about I can fantasize about having sex with eight different women in a field with guys spanning us and, you know, waiting on the sidelines as water boys. But do I want to do that? No, I don't want to get it. You know, I don't want it in a field. I don't want hay and grass up my butt crack. So just because I fantasize about it doesn't mean I actually want to do it. Yes, exactly. Some are, some are good left uh, as fantasies, that's for sure. Well, that's true. It's like threesomes. Threesomes can be great for some people, but I've coached couples who wanted to try a threesome and they've decided to actually go through with it. And they're like, well... It was way hotter when we actually talked about it. That's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, there were less feet in the room, you don't know where to put your arm. Yeah, so, I mean, fantasy can remain fantasy. So our next question for you is that we know you've got the number of books because I read them all out in, in your introduction and you do uh, seminars and webinars and workshops as well. But can you tell us kind of who is your average client? Who are the people coming to you and seeking advice? And what type of questions are they asking you? My average client is in their 40s, married with young children, uh, mostly monogamous. You know that I work with lots of people who are in consensually non-monogamous relationships yeah. too, but mm-hmm. I'd say about 60%, 65 um, are married and they're pretty damn monogamous. They might be monogamish where there's some flirting <laughs> yeah. or something like that, but um, ultimately that's who they are. And their biggest concern, and I think everybody's biggest concern, is, you know, how do I... How do I make myself want it when I'm so tired at the end uh-huh. of the day? Most yeah. of us, myself included, I'm exhausted at the end of the day. You know what? I, I just came from Montreal where I gave, I think, eight speeches, mm-hmm. um, signed 200 books, shook 2,000 <laughs> yeah. hands, and then came back to Toronto five hours away. But the last thing I want to do is jump on top. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes you have to acknowledge that you don't have the desire in the moment, but once you start doing it, it starts to feel good. So this linear model of sexual desire where desire precedes arousal doesn't work for many of us. Sometimes we have to get aroused and then the desire follows. So that's, again, from a, an understanding perspective, the most important thing my average client can understand. Okay. That if you wait until you're in the mood for sex, it's like going to the gym. You'll never do it. Okay, very cool. And, and you know, we had spoken in the past about, you know, how um, uh, a relationship is hard work and you have to continue work at it, working at it. And we know that even if something wasn't great in the past, it's never too late to start again. That's so important. In most cases, you can always come back. And if you weren't even a good, in a good place to start, you can get to that good place. Right, because it's not too late I, to start. I can't start. remember... 
Yeah, I can't remember who said it, but the, the key to staying together in a marriage is just is just not getting divorced. Like you have to do it. <laughs> really, you have to decide. I'm going to keep trying at that. And the real problem with most of us is we make excuses. It's never our own fault. It's always yeah, harder yeah. for us than somebody else. Yeah. Listen, you know, I work with people who are single parents of six kids and working three jobs, and they're able to date and, and make themselves a priority too. I work with. Couples who are power couples who run, you know, transnational co- companies, huge mm-hmm. companies with 600, 700, thousands of employees, and they're, they're both in these power positions, they have children, they're busy, but they still make it work. And then I work with the other half who say, oh, well, I can't, it's hard, you don't understand. Yeah, Going well. to make excuses, you're not going to get anywhere. So mm-hmm. take responsibility, and I, I know I need to take my own advice here, too. I was going to say, <laughs> if anybody knows, you know, right? <laughs> yes. I'm working on it. <laughs> All right, Jess, we're going to take a short break and we're going to continue our discussion with you in a few minutes about uh, busting some myths. Uh, we just want to remind everyone to go to our website, carolandavid.com, and enter for a chance to win a signed copy of Dr. Jess's book, The New Sex Bible. Um, stay tuned for more sexy talk coming right up and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Second Wind Success, hosted by Gene Garino, is all about helping boomers catch their second wind in business and life. Most of us achieve our greatest success after the age of 50. Life has a learning curve with a few stumbling blocks along the way. As long as you stay committed to your vision and adapt along the way, you'll find the success you're looking for. Tune in to Second Wind Success every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric E.Z. Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You 
are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Call us at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com. And we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. So welcome back, everyone. We've been talking with Dr. Jess, sexologist, author, and TV personality about sex and relationships. Dr. Jess, are you ready to have some fun to do some myth busting? I am always ready to, to bust some nuts. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, the, the first one is happy couples are always in sync sexually. Oh, what a big myth. You can be out of sync and still be happy, and you can be out of sync and still have a hot sex life. You cannot expect your natural libido, desire, fantasy to match up with your partners perfectly, okay? You're not two pieces of a puzzle. You ultimately have to just find a way to compromise. So I always use the example of food, with food. If I marry a guy, 200-pound man, uh, like like my husband, (laughs) I can't possibly eat the same food in the same quantity at the same time every day for the rest of my life. That would be absurd. And it's the same thing with our interest in sex. Sometimes I'm going to want it more. Sometimes he's going to want it more. Sometimes I'm going to say, yeah, you know what, I'm not in the mood, but I really want to take care of you. Sometimes I'm going to say no, and he's going to go take care of himself, and vice versa. It's not a gender thing. You know, Sometimes I want it, and he's too exhausted or too stressed out. So we make it work. You know, we take care right. of each other. Maybe, maybe you know what, um, he's not in the mood for one thing, but he's willing to use his hands or get a toy for me and, right. and play with me. I mean, there's, there's so many different ways to work it out. It's the same thing as expecting to orgasm at the same time. It's a silly <laughs> But you could still be happy even when you're not in sync sexually, but there's always ways to get back in sync is what you're saying. Of course. Or at least find that happy medium. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's a bit of a compromise. I don't love that word, but it's uh, finding common ground. All right. Okay, here's another thing we found online. Women can become addicted to vibrators. Is that true or false? That is definitely false. I don't know of one incident, one case of anybody becoming addicted to a vibrator, becoming physiologically and psychologically reliant on it. No. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't people who will say, well, I can only orgasm with a vibrator. Mm -hmm. Well, if you can only orgasm with a vibrator, first of all, there's probably ways to learn to orgasm in different ways. However, it means you've never even had an orgasm without one, so you weren't addicted to begin with. It's just something that happens to work for you, all right? Not everything is about shoving things inside of there. (laughs) the, The body isn't designed just to take things like an oven, as I said. So, I mean, really... Really, you're not getting addicted to vibrators, but you may really like them, and that's okay, too. So yeah. just on the side, then, if a woman can only uh, orgasm with a vibrator, and she, you're sure that she can learn um, by different ways to take away the vibrator and still learn how to orgasm, is what you're saying. Yeah, I don't want 
I say I'm sure in 100% of cases okay. because there are, there are always exceptions. Like, for instance, you can use your mouth and your fingers and you can vibrate like mm-hmm. a vibrator mm-hmm. with extra pressure. Okay. Um, what you'll find is, I find more women who um, can orgasm on their own but not with a partner. And what that says is that we have difficulty relaxing with a partner uh-huh. or we feel too much pressure okay. or the partner isn't responsive to our needs right. but the vibrator is not to blame. Yeah. And a vibrator will never replace a human being. No, <laughs> and, sometimes, and sometimes, you know, we have a vibrator and my tongue and my fingers and we just have everything going and it, it, it you know it's just what works for you exactly you can put them all together i always say that i'm like you don't need to have your vibrators on monday and your oral on thursday right. and your intercourse <laughs> next week like you can put them all together and do what works for you don't overthink it i think we overthink sex a little bit yeah, yeah. then you get that performance anxiety happening all right the next exactly. one if you're in a committed relationship it is wrong to masturbate Oh, that's really interesting. So, in your relationship, only you two can decide what's appropriate and what's inappropriate. It's not up to me or an expert or a survey to say. Um, You need to talk to each other. Now, if one of you thinks that it's cheating and the other doesn't, we have a real disconnect here. I would say most people acknowledge that touching yourself, your body, isn't a form of cheating. I think that's how most people mm-hmm. would feel today, and especially if you look at millennials, it would be overwhelming. The desire, desire to touch yourself is innate. Mm-hmm. It is universal. It is um, ingrained from when you're young. We see babies. We actually see them in utero. Oh, right? really? They, they will touch. Yeah, and well, you know, for a number is with young people, like if, you, if your baby's touching themselves, it's not masturbating in a sexual no. way. It's self-soothing. It's, yes. it's relaxing. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if not everything has to be about sex mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And if you do want to masturbate, I think it's really important that you have your alone time, that you feel like your body is your own. And I, I said that, you know, you decide what works for you. But I will say that I think it's important that you have autonomy over your own body and um, masturbation is a part of that. Right. Perfect. It's a a pleasure point. So it's about having the pleasure. And feeling good. Not necessarily about having the sex. Exactly. And even if it is sexual, if if your partner, if you really want to masturbate and your partner really doesn't want you to, I think that's a real compatibility issue. Right. I mean, in most cases, I will say you can overcome a compatibility issue. Mm -hmm. But I think that's a pretty serious one. And I think there's a bit of, I wonder in many cases if it's a control issue. They want uh-huh. they want to control your body. Right. There you go. It's like telling your partner what they can and can't wear. Mm-hmm. So the next question we have for you is this one. The G-spot doesn't really exist. Oh, the G-spot is a real thing. The G-spot, though, is not an anatomical entity, okay? okay. So when you see headlines that say, the G-spot doesn't exist, science says so, what they're saying is, it's not an organ we can extract, oh, okay? But what we do have in there is a sensitive bundle area mm-hmm. of nerve endings and tissues. So it's mm-hmm. not a spot, it's an area. Mm-hmm. It's on the urethral sponge, which is essentially squished between the inner vaginal wall and the inner bladder mm-hmm. wall. So you feel it through the vagina, but it's not actually inside of the vagina. Um, in old medical textbooks, in fact, they used to call the G-spot the female prostate because it was similar in terms of its expulsion of uh-huh. fluid. Mm-hmm. If you look at the fluid that comes out of women when they when they ejaculate, and it, you know, for the average person, it's maybe half a teaspoon or mm-hmm. so under a teaspoon. Those, you'll see that it has similar 
makeup, and it's similar in content to prostatic fluid in men, obviously, minus the semen. Right. So the G-spot is there. It's... Um, you can't always feel it. Like, if you were to reach in there right now, you might not feel it because it hasn't engorged with blood. Mm -hmm. um, when you become aroused, the circulation increases. But it's interesting because the G-spot has been found to communicate with the brain yeah. via a totally different nerve pathway than other parts of the clitoris and the cervix and other parts of the vagina. So those other parts, the, the other nerve pathways are the pudendal and the pelvic nerve. So they might go through the spinal cord into the brain yeah. and say, hey, this feels good or hey, this doesn't feel good. But the G-spot communicates via the vagus nerve, okay. which wanders throughout the body and actually bypasses the spinal cord. So uh -huh. with, even with spinal cord injury, we see people who can have orgasms from stimulating oh the God. area that we call the G-spot. Wow, that's very, so interesting. Very cool. And that's a great segue into our next myth, which is women cannot orgasm with oral sex alone. Oh my goodness. Well, in, in many cases, women are more likely to orgasm from oral sex than from mm -hmm. intercourse, mm -hmm. in fact. Um, just because you have more opportunities to rub and grind and ride against the outside. And when you rub the lips yeah. on the outside, you're rubbing the internal bulbs of the clitoris, which underlie those lips and the legs. So um, every person is different, uh, but I certainly know <laughs> many, many women who orgasm from oral sex. Okay, oral sex alone, that's terrific. Now, one of the things I found was that missionary is the most popular position. Do you think that's true uh, or false? Oh, interesting. Um, I think it would depend by culture and by age. It is still quite popular, but what I'm seeing a big rise in is, uh, is if you're talking about a man and a woman, mm -hmm. or anyone wearing some sort of a strap-on, uh, is the a doggy style, okay. a rear entry position of some sort. <laughs> All right, very cool. So, um, this is um, a question dear to me. Giving head is all about the penis, not the balls. Oh, I think it should be about both. Come on, Dave, you know you've been to my seminars where I say you use your hands and then you take your tongue and climb into the cave. Uh, That's right. So I do be, that. Yeah, about the balls or uh -huh. about the perineum, which mm -hmm. is that space behind the balls and you mm -hmm. get the inner bulb of the penis. The bottom line is every penis, every person is going to be a little different. So what you need to do is find out what your partner likes because what your partner likes, what your last partner liked might be very different than your current partner. So you actually have to do that that communication thing. Yeah. I had a, a, a guy the other day who was very angry at his partner. Um, oh, I think he'd be in his 70s because she doesn't like lots of pressure on her clitoris. She likes it really gently. Gentle, yeah. um, she likes to be touched gently and she's telling him this and he's like, well, every other woman and I've been with a lot of women, that's not what they like. <laughs> what is wrong with her? What is and wrong I'm thinking, with her, of course. How terrible. Yeah, nothing's wrong with her. She knows her body. Everybody's different. You know, I love chocolate. I can't imagine not loving chocolate. But I have people in my family who hate chocolate. Right. What am I going to tell them? That they're wrong and they don't like it. They don't like it. Exactly. Like, they know better than I do. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So, it looks like we have about one minute left so we can get through one more myth. Last I, one. The last one I think I'm going to ask you is this one. Pornography is a great way to learn new sex positions. Interesting. So, I'm going to say this is both true and false. Oh, so, it's true because any sex you observe can give you inspiration, right? Uh -huh. You see something and you think, oh, maybe I can try something like that. So in that, in that sense, it's true. But I'm also going to caution that pornography is not designed with 
education in mind. Pornography is designed with titillation, mm -hmm. with entertainment. And so when we take, I think it's fine to take some cues from porn and say, oh, I think I'd like to try that, or I'd like to try that toy, or I want you to do this the way he did that. But in many cases, if you emulate pornography, you're going to be frustrated and let down because dun, 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 they're, they're actors, are, I think. <laughs> right, they're yeah. fake. Yes, yes some exactly. things are fake. Now, not in all cases. There's certainly some good quality porn out there with feminist porn, amateur porn. But you don't want to do all your learning from pornography because it's it's like doing it's like learning about relationships from Jersey Shore right? <laughs> or the Real Housewives. No, I mean there's always something good in there. But as an overall picture, it's incomplete. Yeah, uh, wow. agreed, agreed. Well, that was amazing. Uh, you know, we always love chatting with you and seeing uh, you, Jess. So uh, thanks, Maris, for joining us today. And, you know, why don't you take a minute to share with our listeners how they can reach out to you on your website or by social media? Perfect, yeah. Everybody can find me at Sex with Dr. Jess and sexwithdrjess.com. And the DR is just, or sorry, the doctor is just the DR. So Sex with Dr. Jess, and I look forward to seeing you all online. Yay, great, great. So thanks again, and have fun on your upcoming whirlwind tour, and safe travels to you. Thank you so much. Take care, guys. Okay, bye-bye now. All right, now it's time for another short break. Stay tuned for our final topic today on Great Sex Matters. Don't go far. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. You count. Tune into Inner Revolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Inner Revolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? 
Call us at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to ask at carolyndavid.com. And we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. All right. Welcome back, everyone. We are Carol and David. And on our last and favorite part of the show is where we get to talk about great sex because... Great sex matters and you deserve it. Yes, we do. Great Sex Matters is sponsored by Doc Johnson, America's pleasure products, who are providing the sex toys for our weekly giveaway. This week, we have two prizes, one from Doc Johnson, which is one of our favorite yes, toys. It's your favorite, babe. The iVibe iPlay Vibrator... And a signed copy of Dr. Jess's book, Hot Sex Tips, Tricks, and Licks. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. You can get all the details about these two wonderful items as feature products on our website, carolanddavid.com. And don't forget to enter the contest even if you're listening on demand. Yeah, we love the book because it has so many great pictures. So we just had a great conversation with Dr. Jess about you know, relationships and the need for sexual compatibility. And boy, did we learn a lot. And we learned about how important it is in your relationship to be sexually compatible and in sync with each other. Yeah, and that's especially true when you're swingers like us. We're swingers? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We (laughs) love it. You know, as swingers, we try to find compatible couples to play with. Now, it's hard enough when you're single. Now, to try and find someone compatible. Imagine how the dynamic changes when four people have to be compatible together. Yeah, and I, I just want to point out that as swingers, we're talking about sexual compatibility only. It's not like we're going to fall in love with the other swinger couple. We're looking for compatibility in the physical sense only with no emotional ties that usually surround sex. Does that make sense? Of course it does. It's all about the sex. Exactly. All about the sex. And interestingly enough, those couples who we really click with sexually usually end up becoming really, really good friends of ours. That's true. And we have friends from like all over the world. And that's what makes our whole swinging experience and lifestyle so much more, so much more fun and exciting. Yeah. And you know, in case everyone's wondering how we find other swinger couples to play with, There definitely are several ways. Yes, and there's swingers everywhere. (laughs) You know, um, there's dating sites. So just like in a regular dating site, um, there's profiles with descriptions and photos and of the couple. And instead of the profile talking about hobbies and interests, the profile on a swinger site usually outlines what the couple is like and what specific things they're looking for. um, If they like certain sexual positions sometimes you know is she bi or is she bi curious um and what sexual activities they like to do and you know we also meet couples or other swingers at swinger clubs or events at parties like house parties um, conventions through friends of friends and of course on vacation at swinger friendly resorts yeah and you know in general um for carol for you and i Um, we're just normally looking for couples the same age as us and you know not that age really matters we like someone another couple with a great sense of humor Uh, we find cute very sexy Um, another couple who likes to travel and you know just this easy going overall 
Yeah, and they have to have the same mindset. We're really looking for couples who like to play together. Now, one of our rules includes playing in the same room, in the same bed, in the same pile. Love that. Some other couples like to play separately, and that's okay for them. For sure. Have it your way, right? Have it their way, yeah. But for us, we always like to play together. Yeah, you know, the best part about playing together is we love being right next to each other so we can watch each other getting aroused and excited. We can actually touch each other and feel what's going on and hear as that orgasm builds and we both, you know, just come. Sometimes we even come together. Well, that's what really turns us on. It really is. And sometimes things don't always work out as we planned, so we're close enough to help each other out and, you know, sort of like jump in. And, you know, seeing each other getting turned on is really one of the things that get our juices going when we swing. Well, that's the highlight of why we do this, right? That's what it's all about. We like to be with other couples who take care of their bodies. They don't have to have that rock hard six pack or anything like that. But there has to be some physical attraction between us. And that's why profile photos in the couple's dating site are so important. You know, they need to be real and they need to be current. Right, because the whole goal here is to meet and have sex and to fuck, right? to have fun, exactly. Right. So, you know, once we find a profile or a couple we like, we obviously start off with a phone call or even a Skype is even better. You know, we get to see them. Um, And then we might invite them to meet us at a club or even out for drinks and then depends you know everybody's schedule and what works yeah and sometimes it's easier just to meet the new couple at the swingers club you know everyone's sociable and dancing having fun partying you know and everyone's there for the same reason it's to meet another couple to fulfill their swinger fantasies right absolutely and sometimes you know we've been known to kiss and fuck on the same date (laughs) (laughs) on the first date is that what you meant (laughs) sometimes sometimes and you know that might be to simply watch others have sex at the club. Which is voyeurism. Yeah, and sometimes at the club, you know, people are there just to have sex in front of others. Exhibitionism. And then there's the swapping partners, which there could be soft swap or full swap. Yeah, full swap, it includes penetration and soft swap does not. Right, penetration with somebody else. It's okay to have to fuck your own partner. That's not swapping then. That's huh? not swapping, okay. that's right. So when you meet a couple at the club, it's normal to start a conversation about expectations and limits. You know, basically, what are they looking for so that we can figure out if we're compatible or not? It's all normal to talk like that and ask those questions. Right. And as swingers, everybody is already open-minded and are great communicators. So you can find out relatively quickly if if you're all a good match. And of course, the true test is when you all throw off your clothes, get naked, start fucking and playing in the back. Uh Uh-huh. Is that what you like? (laughs) You mean at the club? At the club. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, you know, after all these discussions that we've had together and that we had with Dr. Jess in the earlier session, the same theme keeps coming up over and over. And What I think it's all about is that communication. So important. Whether you're vanilla or a swinger, it's all about talking honestly and openly about what you want, how much, how often, sharing those fantasies without judgment, and figuring out what works for you as a couple. And, you know, our show today is Have It Your Way, and which is all about whichever way works for you. And it's all good. It's all good. You're right. Well, that's our show for today. We hope you enjoyed our discussions on sexual compatibility. Now go make the time to talk to your partner. Just do it. (laughs) A big thank you to our special guest, Dr. Jess O'Reilly, and especially to you 
for listening. Well, remember, visit our website, carolandavid.com, to enter the contest. The page is under our channel and the radio page. And get more information on Doc Johnson's products and Dr. Jess O'Reilly's book. Send us an email at ask at carolandavid.com with any questions or comments that you might have. And tell us what topics you want to hear about. So join us again next Thursday for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle when we get into discussing all about aging and sex over 50 with our special guest, Dr. Lori Batito, author of The Sex Bible for People Over 50. Mark your calendar so you don't miss another great show. We are Carol and David reminding you to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and horny. Stay sexy, everyone. Until next week. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 